Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, beautiful humans. Welcome to episode 39 of Corovisation. That was an unexpected cheerful end to my intro there. I didn't expect my voice to go that way, but it, it did. And, and I'm happy about it. <laughs> it's Friday, friends. It is Friday. Privacy is supposed to come out on Wednesday. So thank you very much again. And as always, and probably for the future, for being such wonderful, loyal listeners and sticking with me, despite my shambolic timekeeping. <laughs> I've had a tough week though, friends. I've had a tough one. And you know what? You know what? Last week, I put it out there. I put it out into the universe. And this is scary. It's scary for anyone to ask for validation for my episodes. And I, and I asked you guys for your feedback. And you, my friends, you delivered. Some of the comments were so nice. It just makes me squeal thinking about it. So thank you. Thank you to any of you that took the time out of your day. That tiny bit of time that you took out of your day made a huge impact on my day. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. That really means a lot. Uh, This week's guest, friends, is the perfect example of why we as human beings should strike up conversation with each other more often. We're all so distracted with our phones, even when we go to the pub. You know, like how often was it? How, how recent was it when you last had a conversation with someone where you were like, what the fuck, I've just found out so many incredible things about you as a human being that even I wouldn't have found out from your social media. Obviously, everyone projects their highlights, but there's something about real, genuine human connection that I think needs to be valued here. And this conversation, I think, is personally a perfect example of that. The lovely lovely, very kind, but also very badass and very driven. Brooke Diamond is my guest this week. She is, she's <laughs> she's a bit of me in the way that she does loads of jobs again. Oh my God, this woman is unstoppable. I'll let you listen to the episode. I'm not going to give it a, give anything away, but damn, she is, she's a badass. She runs her own business. She's an activist. She's got that fire in her heart and in her belly. And It was wonderful to just kind of reach into her brain and find out all these amazing things about her. And she she left me with a big old smile on my face. And even after we hung up the Zoom call, we chatted for another good 20 or so minutes. It's only I had to go to do some other work. And oh, it was wonderful. It felt it felt just 
like something that had been missing from my life that we needed. So that's enough of my bullshit rambling. But you go out there and have a conversation with someone. Just a random, not random, somebody maybe that you haven't spoken to in a long time. What I'm saying is talk to them like a human being, not just like over social media, not just sharing memes. Have a real good chat about what they want from their life, what they love about their life, what they're going through right now, man. Anyway, I carried on that rant and I'm stopping it now. Beautiful humans. <laughs> I'm going to put it out into the world again. I'm going to I'm going to dip my toe in the icy water once again and ask for your validation, please. If you have a moment to leave a rating or a review wherever you get your podcast, that would be hugely appreciated. And also, please tweet me what you thought about these episodes or this episode or any of the past episodes, any episode, any episode. Um yeah, tweet me. Tweet me nice things about it. And if you think there's something I can improve, tweet me that with a solution. If you're going to tweet me something mean, I mean, like, tweet it at yourself first and, and then realise that it's a mean thing to say and then don't say it. The end. So, friends, if you would like to find me on the interwebs, you can find me anywhere except Instagram at Cats and Crows. K-A-T-S-A-N-D-C-R-O. W S. Oh, that came out slower this week. Can you tell how tired I'm getting? <laughs> oh, goodness. However, if you would like to make contact with me on Instagram, and I, I do advise that you do because my stories at the moment are filled with self-improvement goodness, mm, food for the soul, then I highly advise you follow me at Riots and Crows. R-I-O-T-S-A-N-D-C-R-O-W-S. And that is your ladies and gentlemen and every other human... <laughs> Big in the universe coming through. I'm so sorry. That's the first time and last time I promise that will ever happen in a conversation intro. I better leave it there. Beautiful humans, have a wonderful week. Thank you for sticking with me and please enjoy episode 39 with the awesome Baruch Diamond of Conversation. When I was growing up, all my role models were met. I didn't see anyone I could relate to in the press, online, Anywhere. Now, I'm surrounded with the most phenomenal women. They've each endured unique hardships and survived. More than survived, they thrive. But still, women are not equal in the world, not represented in the media, not treated equally online, and still subjected to sexism in everyday life. Alternative women especially are more a hashtag than they are real humans. I wanna change that. I want you to see the women I see. I want you to hear them. This is Crovisation. And you know my business while I started. I started it basically when I was 19. And it was really, really weird because um, I actually went to, I, I was having such a kind of a bit of a breakdown because everyone wanted me, me to become a special effects makeup artist which I was only trained in but I didn't enjoy it oh yes and you get pushed yeah it's it's so annoying so um I went away to LA this is actually just after I met my future to be boyfriend Aww. and went away to LA for a month and I visited the cinema makeup school and I thought well, everything was meant to be because they basically offered me a scholarship then and there Whoa. and but I was still kind of like uh I don't want to do this I don't even like touching other people's faces <laughs> like 
<laughs> and yeah, it's so funny. It, got, it gets to the end of the month and I get a message from a lady called Agatha who I had messaged six weeks prior asking if I could pick up some perfume from her. She was actually a world famous clothing designer who made stuff for Aerosmith, for Judith Priest, for so like, what's it again? Her name's Agatha Bois. Have you seen um have you seen the music video Beautiful Dangerous with Flash? Oh yeah, I have. Well you know the outfit that Fergie's wearing yeah. where it's like the really cool jacket. Yeah, that was all made by Agatha. Oh. And that was kind of like my dream outfit when I was twelve. And <laughs> It was so funny because um, she'd the only other time she'd ever emailed someone because she's so bad with emails was my mum when I was fifteen. No to way. Send us over some perfume. So yeah, it was no. really ironic. Um, she was like, "Come round to my house and pick some perfume up," and a twenty-minute conversation round at hers turned into me not leaving till one thirty in the morning. <laughs> nice. And she actually. She threw a pair of hot pants at my head and it turned out it was a beautiful, dangerous hot pants oh. video. And so from then on, I was literally like, yes, I'm starting a business. And she kind of mentored me. Then I met Painkiller Clothing, so Sophie Turnbull. I know her. And she's lovely. Yeah, she's, she's my girl. Um, we ended up becoming best mates and she taught me as well. And then Wildside was started. So, yeah, it's been three years in the making, and now finally you need to go full time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl, it's so hard work starting your own business. How, how do you feel about having your own business during, because right now we're speaking literally during the coronavirus pandemic, because obviously people will listen to this in the future. How are you feeling? Are you feeling the pinch? Are you feeling the pressure? I mean, if I'm honest, the pandemic itself hasn't really affected me that much. Like I, um, even when with uni, because I had such a burnout with uni that I always tried to work from home anyway. So that wasn't my issue. My issue was that, um, sorry, it's my boyfriend. Um, my issue was that, um, what was it? I, when I heard the pandemic was happening, I just went, fuck it. My boyfriend got me a job at Tesco's and I was just working every single day. Yeah. And then when I got back, I would work on the business. Um, and then on the way to Tesco's, got hit by a car and it <gasps> up with whiplash. Oh, yeah. how are you feeling now? Well, I'm seven weeks on and this is the first week where I've been able to stand in a proper line in London. Oh my gosh. So, so yeah, it's been, the pandemic not really has affected me. The whiplash, however, oh my goodness, I've, it, it's been horrible because I haven't been able to even sit over my sewing machine, <gasps> which is why I started my new blog, because I actually started sex blogging. <gasps> I love this. You told me about this. Tell me more. Um, well, I've only just started it and I've been trying to kind of get a load of stuff together before I release it. So I'm actually going to release this on the same time that you released the uh, podcast who I thought that would have worked really well together. Awesome. It's called Vibrant Love based on, uh, have you seen Grace and Frankie TV show? No, I haven't. I'm not very good at, um, I'm not very good at TV. <laughs> I mean, I'm terrible with TV and Netflix, but that show is gold. James Fonder is kind of like my 80 year old crush. <laughs> that woman is incredible and it's basically these two women polar opposites who've got a business selling vibrators and vaginal lubricants 
That's awesome. I didn't know that. Why have I never heard of this? I don't. <laughs> no, girl, you, you need to have seen it. I was actually on the set when I was in LA and I was like, I need to see this show. This Ooh. sounds so great. So they inspired you to start a sex blog about everything sex or have you got like a specific kind of niche? I want to do sex toys and lingerie and fetish work. Love. I don't think there's enough. I don't think there's enough like fetish wear bloggers because like the fetish scene can be a bit closed off. I think to people that aren't, you know, in it already. So I think that'll be really cool. It's that, and I also want to kind of make posts explaining things that people don't really understand. Like for example, how when you wear specific collars in the fetish world and you're being held onto someone like they're inviting you into their world and there's so many different rules that some people don't actually get when they go into a fetish club Mm -hmm. which people who know everything about it will take differently so so true yeah because obviously I work yeah because I work at Torture Garden as a dungeon monitor it's something that I see regularly now. So, I yeah. love this. You're actually the second dungeon or playroom monitor I've had on my podcast recently. I had I spoke to a lovely sex worker called Ivy, and she was a, a playroom monitor too, and it's something I really want to get into. I love BDSM and fetish clubs. How did you get into yeah. it? Um, basically, one of my really darling friends, um, you've probably seen her on Facebook and everything. Her name's Belladonna Hades. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, she started the Daughters of Hades, and we became good mates about a year and a half ago. And yeah, just while I was in California, I realized, shit, I'm coming back to no work. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and yeah, then she she initially got me a job working just on cloak cream, and then I kind of worked my way up every single time I would see them to Dungeon Monitor. And yeah, it's it's absolutely awesome. The last time I worked there, it was hilarious. We worked the whole evening, and the new manager was like, "Here's some champagne, uh, champagne to say a good night." <laughs> and I'm looking at her, going, "Yeah, it's the end of the night, it's the end of the night." And then I realised, shit, I'm having champagne for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's literally six a.m. You're like, "Bitch, champagne for breakfast." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's um. Oh. I mean, I used to hate doing club night and club work, but um, it's such a lovely atmosphere there. Everyone's so respectful. Sorry, I've got someone here who clearly wants to meet you. Oh, you've got a big ginger kitty. This is, my, this is my favorite part about recording my podcast now over Zoom is that I literally get to see everyone's pets. Every episode, somebody's pets come in and like snuffled the microphone or said hi. <laughs> Tell me about who is this? So um, this is one of my two ginger ninjas. The other one, I don't know where he's gone. Um, <laughs> I've got two of the world's most handsome little boys. This one's Gizmo Bean Bag Diamond. Ah, and, <laughs> and the other one is Dobby Moonbeam Diamond. Oh, Dobby. And unfortunately, Ozzy is with my mum, but I've got a massive... Um, well, he's not massive, he's just quite fat. I've got a... <laughs> Black Labradoodle with little white bits called Aussie Pavarotti Diamond. Oh, I see you're, you're outside right now in your garden. Are you quite like a naturey person, Brooke? Are you like a, are you like me? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm very, I'm, I mean, I'm an animal activist, so I'm like super 
I love being all around nature. I love going for walks. Like that's one of the number one things I miss about having Ozzy around is he got me going for walks a lot more. I love being around nature, just sticking my headphones in. We lost you there for a second there, Brooke, but you were talking about your gorgeous little puppy, Ozzy. Yeah, it's annoying that Ozzy, um, Ozzy lives in Brighton now with my mum, so oh. it's, it's annoying because he used to he used to really get me outside and everything. But what we've planned to do is once Del and I move, we're going to um, my mum and I are working at this animal sanctuary every week, and it says on their website they allow dogs, so we're going to oh. do that every. Oh my gosh, Brick, you have so many interesting things about you. I've met you so many times, but like in this brief 20 minute conversation, I feel like I've found out so many things that I want to dig into your brain about. <laughs> tell, me more oh, about tell me more about your animal activism, because I'm, I, I love activism. You know me, I'm, I'm a, I love yelling at a megaphone. I love just fighting for what's right. <laughs> I love animals, but animal activism is never... I don't want to say the word appeal because it's not like it's a cool trendy thing, but like obviously it's never like pulled me in in the same way that other activism has. So what was it about animal activism that made you go this, I love this, I want to fight for this? Well, it's animal activism and also helping the environment because actually my, my uh, brand focuses on, like the only real leather I use is actually leather I find at vintage stores from old jackets and from old suede and I upcycle those into dossiers um but so I try and promote not using fast fashion but I also try and promote um staying 43 because animals are first of all it's not healthy to eat animals like it's actually been proven that our mouths and everything have actually developed over the years and our canines aren't there to tear apart meat they're actually there to tear apart um nuts and tofu and vegetables and things like that hence why so many athletes are now becoming vegan and especially during this pandemic it's even more of a realization because it was animals that started this yeah through people digesting animals that had a virus um and this isn't the first time like um I actually, I'm going to try and find this post that I did not long ago because I kind of beat this guy as I'm talking. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's one of those things where for me, I've always been an animal activist because um, I've always seen even cows and pigs and all of them, they give so much love. They, uh, they are so much therapy and all they want is love and return. And the thing is, is that pigs and cows are actually smarter than cats and dogs. Yeah, they I've can feel more than give them, yeah, way more than what we give them credit for. And people just see them as bacon and beef. And they don't realize that this animal actually cries when it's casted. But I cry about all the time. And like, I couldn't properly watch Tiger King because. I got so angry at so many people idolizing these people mm. and I'm going you guys don't you realize this is technically a metaphor for what's happening now these lions bored every day they can't hunt every day this is what's happening to us we can't go out the it's only so difference cruel. is we're gonna hunt every day yeah, yeah. I, I completely understand like it's really lockdown has given me such a huge perspective I have uh, my naked cat obviously and he's housebound because he's naked but I've even started letting him go out in the garden. Like I've had to sunscreen him up and everything, but I feel horrible keeping him inside now. You know, just, just watching him like so happy outside. I'm like, oh, how can anyone do that to any animals? Yeah, I have a real thing about hairless 
I said to I messaged the lady once going because she said she posted a picture of Uzi. Oh, okay. I love him. Yeah, and I I messaged her saying, "Can Uzi?" I was like, "Can Uzi be the payment?" Because he's just so bloody cute. Oh, he's um, so fucking cute. He's. Oh. Hello, beautiful Brooke. We're back inside your house. I lost you again. <laughs> <laughs> this keeps happening with me every time I have. You know what? This happened to the other um, playroom dungeon monitor. Maybe you you kinky folk give off some kind of electro magnetic field <laughs> yeah it's from seeing too many studied penises <laughs> <laughs> too much heavy metal and and fast movements <laughs> yeah. i saw that once and the only thing i kept thinking is what if someone's got a coil won't that get stuck oh yeah like the oh my god because they come out sometimes don't they mm. yeah mm. Oh. Wasn't what movie was it where the girl got the guy's cock stuck down her throat because he had like a, a Prince Albert or something? That was definitely a movie. I definitely didn't see that in a porno. <laughs> yeah, but that's definitely only a movie that you would know, Rebecca. <laughs> I don't even know what movie it was. It, was it American Pie? It's got to be American Pie or something awful like that. <laughs> I don't watch TV, but apparently when I do, I watch the dumbest shit. Yeah, I I barely ever watch TV. I actually think that thing's only been turned on maybe twice since I've been back in London. Because obviously really? it was medical. Because obviously I had a real medical issue. I had kind of freedom of movement a bit more and I had to be taken to Brighton oh. because I couldn't move. Yeah, of it course. Oh, man. You are feeling better now, though. You seem brighter today. Yeah, much better. I think as all the sun is out. But um, yeah, I had to be an osteopath who literally cracked me. <laughs> You're like a small person like me. We're in the small girls club, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. Condenses you and pulls you and stretches you back out again. Yeah, but, yeah, but you've got the way better bomb. <laughs> Thank you so much. I've put on, I put on body fat since lockdown and I'm actually really pleased with my butt. It's gotten bigger. I never knew. I was like, ah, I'll just eat more. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I was doing a photo shoot with Eleni and every time she got up, I was just looking at her bum. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Eleni. Eleni's butt is just, it defies gravity. I look at it and I laugh. It's hilarious, funny. <laughs> I, I just, I'm literally, I'm literally just like, I, that's the dream butt. She's got a dream butt, right? Dream butt, dream everything. She's gorgeous. Anyway, Brooke, we were yeah. talking about, you were giving us some knowledge about animal diseases. And it, I think it yeah. cut out. So start again with your post, because this was really interesting. Sorry. Oh, let me get my phone and give me a second. Yes, <laughs> no, no problem. I can't believe it's absolutely fascinating that people aren't taught this kind of stuff in in school like we don't know where our food comes from anymore like until all the documentaries started coming out people had no idea that factory farms were even a thing yeah but this is the thing that i actually got really pissed off with someone about is that one time someone said to me oh um they agreed with having farms in school so people so kids could have their own choice whether to kill the animal or not. Oh. And I'm kind of like, no offence, but there shouldn't even be a choice. Kids should learn that there's a life there that's going to be killed. Yeah. Society's changed. Like, that was the way of our life. But if we can teach them a new way, we don't have to, just because mm. it's the way it's always been. Yeah, there's someone else here who wants to meet you. Hey, oh. More fluffies. Oh, come back here. Come back here. <laughs> oh. Hi, big chunky. Chunky ginger. Oh, I love ginger cats. Oh, his eyes are stunning. Such beautiful eyes. He's so handsome. He's very handsome. He's very photogenic. 
Looking. <laughs> Look at the booty. The fluff booty. <laughs> Why cat butts so cute? Why are they so cute? Even my naked cat butt is cute. <laughs> For me, it's this bit. It's just um, it's nose and mouth. Yeah, the little kind of like little teddy bear bit. Mm, he's so handsome, aren't you? Baby? I love, I love, I love. I'm gonna have to come and visit once all this pandemic nonsense is done. I love the yeah. way they they catch you with their tail, don't they? Oh, yeah, just seeing cats makes me happy. I can, this is another thing that people actually need to realize. So I had a therapy session yesterday, hmm. and I started crying. And this little bubba, who can choose tail? Um, <laughs> did you just get hair in your mouth? <laughs> What he did was I was sitting outside having my counselling session and he jumped on my lap. Oh. And I didn't realise this because most animals, like pets especially, do that when you're upset. And it turns out they're actually hitting your pressure points because they want to try and make you feel better. Oh, my cat sat on my belly yesterday because I was sad and I had belly aches with period pains. And he was like just purring like low down on my belly. And I was like, this actually makes my belly feel way better. It's mad. And yeah. he was just like kneading it. It's so crazy how like perceptive animals are we don't give them enough credit just because they don't communicate the same way as us they're so they're so smart and lovely now Brooke tell me tell me these facts about animal diseases again I want to know I want to definitely get these on record so listeria that comes from bacteria found in animals neurovirus Mm. came from shellfish salmonella Salmonella is transmitted through eating foods with animal feces, primarily chicken. E. coli is found in the intestines of cattle, be it from cows and pigs. It's actually 60% of all diseases are derived from are derived from animals and goes up to 70% when including wild animals such as age, which is proven to have come from a monkey bite. Wow. Do you think people, if, if they knew that, people just wouldn't eat meat as often? It's this misinformation campaign, really. Well, it's the misinformation, but it's also the fact that people think, oh, you can't get iron or any of that stuff, and they think about the protein. People don't realise that actually animals are a secondary protein, which is why they should watch things like Game Changers, which was written by Arnold Schwarzenegger's son, as I mentioned before. Um, And it shows how a lot of um, athletes are now becoming vegan. And a lot of it is because um, all the animals that you eat they do they do a lot more bad than good because yes there's protein but it's secondary protein because what did the animal eat when it was alive plants mm. a first protein is actually plant it's impossible to be protein deficient oh. and, yeah and then what actually happens is the fat and the hormones from the animals are the number one things that block up human cells yeah so don't realize that that's actually what creates heart disease if you've got a cancer gene it starts the cancer gene and makes really? it makes it blossom makes it worse um that's another thing like cannabis really helps that as long as there's no obviously no um car and and um actual tobacco in there but that's yeah cancer. yeah i smoke just pure weed and it's 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 my medicine dude it's my medicine yeah i i mean i stopped smoking weed a while ago because i found the for me um it made me lazy <laughs> yeah um, you've got to find i know it sounds so cliche but you've got to find a strain that works with your body because there's so yeah. many now it's so many but in the uk it's, it's next to impossible you know 
Yeah, I love when I'm in LA and my oh. cousin will drive me around and he's just like, dude, I just need to go and pick up my medical marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I go into the store, I go into the MedMen store and I'm like, listen now, I need a, I need a, I need something that's going to wake me up and make me feel creative, but I get really anxious. So I need something that's got high CBD and they're like, I have exactly this for you. It has percent this, percent this, percent this. And I'm like, oh, this is like medicine. And in the UK, it's like, give us a 20 bag. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, literally, like, I mean, I really wish it was more legalized because the thing is, it's like something that Jodie Marsh said when she did her documentary about drugs, actually. Did she? I really know that. I love her. I think she's great, Jodie Marsh. I love I her. Do. Um, yeah, I know people look at, they see the looks and they're kind of like, ugh, but it doesn't really matter. She's got a proper brain. She's, like, she's smart. She's got business. Um, and what was it she said? She said um, her philosophy is cannabis should be legal everywhere because from cutting off cannabis, you cut off the dealer. Mm. And from cutting off the dealer, that means you're cut off from the coke, the K, the MD, the everything. Yeah. So, leg- so legalizing cannabis because it can seriously help you. Yeah. It's got so many medical benefits and it's, it's this, I think it's similar to sex work. It's the stigma, isn't it? That drives people. And when, like you say, when people say it's a gateway drug, if we had registered, registered like medical records of the people consuming it, then we could keep an eye on people. We could make sure they're not consuming yeah. enough THC to make themselves psychotic, which is obviously a risk. We can make sure that they're not, you know, staying at home all day, just smoking weed and be like, but dude, you're not using it as a medicine. You're using it as a bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's fine. But I agree. I think anything that brings stuff out into the light and into the open and shines a light on it just makes it safer and makes it better for everyone. Yeah, which is like exactly what I try and do with the activism because I never, I never try and be like, I'm a vegan, I'm an activist, what you're saying offends me. I try and be diplomatic. I think I've only ever been really in your face maybe three or four times in the last few years since I stopped being really militant about it because mm. I don't like being like that. The only time that I've ever been like that is, for example, someone said to me, if you think murder is the same, or was it, if, if you think... Um, killing is the same as cruelty then you're stupid and he actually said that live on my facebook and that's when that's when i proper went at him like going no it's the product of murder therefore cruelty to animals yeah how can people be so separate and why do people say such inflammatory things it's just unnecessary Mm. yeah exactly like i mean i try not get involved with any proper politics talks or anything like that um because i i don't think there's such thing on voting on a good government because i think all of them are very corrupt um and i think you're kind of just voting for the lesser of the evil um but when it comes to yeah but when it comes to animal rights i'm i'm very very passionate about it and it's why i really want to promote Wildside and me as a performer and and even now, because the blog's probably going to be my main income for the next couple of months until I can bend over my sewing machine again. Mm. With the um, with the blog, even it's showing it's showing with all women of all ages can use these sex toys, can use these lingerie, can use all the sex stuff. Because there's going to be lots of affiliates on there, and people can use all the discount codes, absolutely everything. Um, so that's all going to be great. I'm so excited. Um, I'm so excited to see it. I love witnessing people, as you were saying, like 
you, you don't believe in the government and I, I totally agree with you because what are they doing? You're actually a person who makes change in the world through your actions. Like you are the person, mm. not just waiting for someone else to go, here's a cause, join me. You're like, I'm starting this. You're, you're like a, you're, you start things. You're not afraid to. And I really admire that about you. Thank you. But yeah, no, I just really, I've always wanted to own my own business. I've always wanted to, for example, I want to, short-term goals, build up the business, long-term goals, buy an apartment and rent it out for the constant income. So when I go back and forth from LA, there's always income coming in. Mm. Um, and like, I've always been like that. I've never been one for thinking about like, oh, you know, at this stage, I'm going to have a family. At this stage, I'm going to settle down. And I'm very much like there's short-term goals and long-term goals and the long-term is making sure the business makes enough money so I can travel and help animals. Like actually on my website, wildsidecustom.bigcartel.com. Yes, there's actually, a link, there's actually a link for everyone um, that can see my animal rights. But not only that, there's um, links below to three different sanctuaries that I really believe in. Uh, friends and Sam Zoo. Actually, I'm going to look at my website now because I've forgotten the name. It's Believe Zoo, Friends and Farm Animal Sanctuary in Kent. Love. And also, I think it's called Second Chance Animal Rescue. That's my one. That's the one Yay! I wanted to hear at. Yay! I was going to ask you because I, it's honestly my favorite part of my week. I've obviously haven't been able to do it at the moment, is volunteering with the animals because we have fucked this planet. We have really fucked this planet in the ice. So any time I can take out of my week just to be like, I'm so sorry that you poor animals are in this situation. I'm sorry that somebody tried to keep you as a pet. Like, it's just that giving back, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's more as well like, <laughs> a lot of people don't know this but actually for recovering joggies and recovering alcoholics mm. it's actually it's a known fact that they should actually be around farm animals really that makes so much sense <laughs> yeah um oh and retreat animal sanctuary amazing are these all down south or are they all over the country um belize is actually belize is in belize so that's oh, yeah. um, South America. <laughs> yeah. And then Retreat, Friends, and Second Chance, they're all Kentley. Yeah, so they're all down our little garden of England way. <laughs> so beautiful. I mean, I'm a bit annoyed because I'm moving further north, so I'm not going to, it's going to be a bit harder to get to, but I need to learn to drive and then I will be there every week. You've got to do <laughs> it, girl. I love, honestly, going to the sanctuary, talk me through what you do at your, when you go to your sanctuaries, because I love it and I find it so calming. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. For me, I mean, the last few times I've gone, I haven't really been volunteering as much because I've kind of been figuring out which ones I should go to. Because also with uni, it's been hard to find the time. But now that so over, in, yeah, now that uni's over in two weeks, because um, I just wanted to make sure that once I finished uni, I had a business to go into. Um, that's why I started it in my first year. Um, but now that uni's over, I'm going to be basically just going to the sanctuaries, just helping out as much as possible. But also, the main thing for me is just hugging all the animals just hugging them because people don't realize that that's the major point of therapy mm. for you and the animals because cows especially they will give you so much love in return like people actually look up Esther the Wonder Pig on Instagram oh I love her she, I follow her I love her but yeah she was actually saved because her dads were eating bacon one day and they realized crap why am I eating bacon when my pet is a pig yeah and then they realized crap what I'm eating could be Esther's mum and dad because they were killed and she or was they, or their children even like you know mm-hmm. it's all it's like it's really bizarre to look at a creature while you're eating the creature that's like looking at another human while eating a human there's literally no difference yeah, and right? I think, yeah there's no difference and I think people need to realize as well that there is no difference from a cow to a cat <laughs> yeah no a hundred percent I am I've been trying to be vegetarian I've been on and off throughout my whole life uh, but I'm such a conditioned consumer, but I've been vegetarian. Uh, pretty much mm. all lockdown, I've been pretty good. But I struggle with moving into veganism. So I'm sure you have some amazing advice for anyone that's willing to try. Do you have anything to share? So I actually believe in a lot, because I grew up in a Jewish household where there's lots of dairy in the diet. Mm. And it was very, very difficult. Um, for me, it was slightly different than I would say most vegans because um, I have severe polycystic ovaries, which um, meant that having dairy is very difficult. Actually, for all women out there who have polycystic ovaries, going vegan is one of the number one things you can do to help it really? because it helps get rid of the cysts. It's the hormones, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it helps them right. um, because cause obviously when you digest milk and stuff like that, it's got hormones in it that put up your progesterone. Yep. They do. Um, yeah, instead of you developing more estrogen, which is why you develop more hair. Mm-hmm. But um, for me, it was different because of my PSO. I developed a severe cheese allergy. Oh. Like severe, it makes me throw up. Like even whenever my boyfriend has cheese, he has to brush his teeth before he kisses me. Really? Of, it's just like the chemicals. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it was different for me because after that happened, and then I realized milk started tasting a bit oily. And eggs. Eggs, it's more a moral thing because fact is, if I was living on a sanctuary mm. and the chickens were running around and the eggs were just going to go to waste. Yeah, we have eggs that I won and we take them home or we feed them to the foxes, obviously. Yeah, and when it's that, I'm like, sure, go ahead, eat those because the chicken's not being harmed in any way and they're just living their life. Yeah. What I really don't agree with is you'll buy some eggs saying that they're free range. But that still means that all the males would have been slaughtered 
Mm. And it means that those chickens are kept for a year and then they're sent to the slaughterhouse and they're only let out for an hour a day. Yeah, I really find it so frustrating. It's advertising standards that absolutely fools and conditions us. People have no idea, a lot of people have no idea that they literally grind up the baby male chicks, which is fucked mm. up. And people also have no idea that they can write something on the box when it's only partially true. It's with any food. Yeah. You, can, you can claim something is sugar-free if per unit of food it has less than a gram of sugar. So Tic Tacs, they, yeah. claim, they claim to be sugar-free, but they're actually entirely made of sugar. But they weigh less than a gram. <laughs> yeah exactly. they, can li- they can literally say free range but they're not they're not they don't even see the sun and they peck each other and it's horrible yeah but it's also like for example when um people say to me oh well i got this piece of beef or this bit of um bacon and they were like oh it's all it's humane and i'm going it's not humane do you know what humane is in their mind mm. humane is gassing an animal that's so brutal and- all you can hear on the outside is the scream, is the squeeching and they're mooing because they're in so much pain and they're gradually dying. Yeah. And it's every single thing about it makes me feel sick and it actually makes me very emotional because those, they don't want that. All they think is I want to be free and I want to be loved. Yeah. Um, they don't understand what's happening either. It's so, like, this is so terrifying. Fun. Like, this is going to sound so brutal, but it's true. As someone who had family in the Holocaust, mm. what they're doing to animals is what they used to do to Jews. Yeah, that's 100% and true. And just because one, one was humans and one's animals, people would never make the direct link. But it, what, what we're going through will never beat what the animals are going through. And it's something that just for me, I want the business to promote helping the environment through being upcycled. And then the money, um, once I'm earning enough, 30% every month will be donated to a specific sanctuary. Um, And same with performing. Like, I mean, I earn next to nothing from performing. I do it because I love it. Same with when I do stand-up comedy. I do it because I love it. I don't really do it for the money. We need stuff that we love in our lives too, though. It's important. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but every single part of that, I I mean, I would say the the performing helps promote the clothing because also it's a way that I can test out the clothing because I tend to make more pole dancey podium wear. I think your clothing looks amazing on stage. Oh, I think it's the daughters of don't they? And and, and some of uh, Skylar, I think, have some of your stuff, do they? Um, Scarlet don't have as many of my pieces anymore. Um, the daughters have a few, and yes. it's actually Pyrohex where most of my stuff now. Oh, really? Good old lady. Yeah. I love. I miss Pyrohex, but I just I didn't have the time. But good God, I love those guys. <laughs> yeah, so, no. If you see, tell us yeah, more. Yeah, about You're what? They're all posting those catters, especially at the moment. Like Shelly posted a picture the other yeah. day. Yeah, those are made by me. Are they yours? Oh my gosh. Oh, so this is my naked baby. <laughs> hello, Indy. Indy has just hello. come to say hello. He's got a bit of a tan today because he went out in the garden and then he had to have a shower because he rolled in all the dust. He thinks he still has oh. hair. So he, he has a dust bath, but with no hair. So we just get money. Oh. <laughs> um. This, this is going to sound really funny because we're on radio, but I really want to rub his belly. Ah, his belly is so funny, isn't it? Look at it. It's got all creepy. <laughs> it gets older. 
Whoop, whoop. It's so it feels like it feels like I don't know what it feels like. You know, like your elbow. I guess that's what it feels like. Yeah. It, it, it so, almost doesn't feel like real skin. It feels like n- not real. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Now that's another promotion from this uh, podcast that people need to know about hairless cats. Yes. That's so loving and giving. Oh my so, god, oh. they are the friendliest, the cuddliest. He's the he's a dog cat. Yeah. They yeah. love you, and they will be your full-on companion like I, I, I wouldn't so give up my dinner for anything but I would kill for one day I've always wanted a hairless cat called Balthazar called what? Balthazar oh that's so cute I love it when people give like weird names to their hairless cats because it just makes them extra weird my cat's full name is actually Indiana Jones because he just climbs on everything he's a fucking nightmare like, <laughs> I, I love him yeah. I have a called Indiana Jones because I had a, like I was so tempted when you picked him up just now just to be like, hey Henry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, legit. That's him. He's a little shit. I, I love him. <laughs> Brooke, tell me more. Tell me more about Wildside Custom because I love the brand. I love the look of it, but I want to know kind of the inner workings. Like, what goes into it? You say you started it in your first year of uni. It's super smart. Tell me the story. Yeah. Well, um, after meeting Agatha, like I said at the beginning, um, we became best friends. Like, I visit her every year in LA. Um, and through her, I've met quite a few great people. I met Jimmy from Trash and Vaudeville, who sadly passed away a few months ago. Rest in peace, Jimmy. Um, also, Cody Verona, who runs, um, what is it, Forgotten Saints, who's been making my clothes last year, so clean. Like, they're all intertwined with each other. Mm. And it was it's just phenomenal. And she ended up teaching me. And then I dropped her name in when I first ever messaged Painkiller Clothing because we met through Instagram. Ah, such a great way to meet people nowadays. Yeah, and then a few months later, Sophie was like, hey, it's my birthday, come to Big Red. I oh. think, and yeah, then we re-met again at Bloodstock. And since then, I then became her intern. And we just became best friends. And then... um. And yeah, she adores Agatha's work. She also works with Ray Brown. So yeah, they're all like intertwined with each other and basically the ins and outs. Currently, I'm not doing as much of it purely on the basis of the whiplash. But what I'm eventually going to be doing is um, at the end of June, once I've moved, I'm going to be releasing a new collection of 22 new pieces. Love. Um, a lot of bustiers and a lot of hot pants because those tend to be the main things that people love. Yeah. Some of the cat ears will also be posted. Um, when it comes to custom pieces, I'm also going to be putting those out at the end of June um, because I know a lot of people really like the um, the painted jackets I actually do. Oh, I think they're them. awesome. Anything upcycled is so cool. It's so because it's unique. You know, you'll never see another mm-hmm. one. Mm. I did that with my boyfriend's jacket and he, he wears that thing daily, even though it's funny. <laughs> and, um, yes, I will be doing those again. Um, and I'm going to be doing some ready to wear. And also I will be opening up the custom side again so people can send me their jacket. Oh, that's um, a great idea. Yeah. And yeah, eventually I'm going to be doing just a more custom side and trying to be coming out with just gradual collections. A lot of the internet especially is like, I've only just bought a new camera so I can start shooting everything. Got a Leica online. There's so much that goes into running a brand. You never realise. Yeah. 
I'm actually currently working with the same graphic designer, the Pyro Hexu, called Sammy Walters. Love. And we are going, we are developing my newest logo. Also. Love. Um, I would love to work with Eleni again. It was so much fun shooting those corsets. Oh, um, she's an amazing model too. She's so striking. Yeah. She's, and she's just so lovely to work with. That's why I love. <laughs> We're like, like gushing, was, gushing for Eleni today. <laughs> I was like doing her, I was like doing her makeup and she was just staring while I was doing it. And with anyone else that would be intimidating. But Her big old eyes. She's got such big eyes too. Big eyes, big butt, big boobs. I can't look away. <laughs> it's yeah it's 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 wrong but it's also great it's so wrong but so right (laughs) it's like with Shelly as well because you just look at her and you just go (laughs) Shelly Shelly designs clothes as well isn't it who who like influences you does Shelly is Shelly an influence she's awesome um Shelly was actually the first model to ever properly influence me um and she she actually gave me my newest uh, mannequin oh she's so kind is it like a nice community do you guys like share a lot of stuff well I've actually noticed because I met Eleni at a burlesque night called Bad to the Bone Burlesque and um also before that I met her at Woodstock Models launch party and since knowing her and then she introduced me to Shelly um who it's quite funny who she then introduced me to Danny but the funny thing with Danny was is that um it was weird that we hadn't met beforehand because she's been shooting with my cousin Ron Fleischer since she did Miss Bud Miss. Oh wow, that was ages so, ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, finally, when I met Danny, I was like, "You shoot with my cousin," and she was like, "Wow, that's a long time ago." <laughs> Such a small world, though, isn't it? I love that everybody's linked up. Everybody yeah. that I've spoken to on my podcast somehow knows we're all like slightly linked, even though we're all in different friendship groups. The kind of alternative women's empowerment scene in london we're all we're all linked somehow psychic yeah it was, the same, it was the same with savannah i'll never forget that it was so funny because the first time i met her i was 12 oh, and wow. she was and it was hysterical because when i next saw her on instagram was only about two years ago something like that because i didn't really use my instagram until i developed the brand and i looked at her and i was like that's not the Savannah I met. She looks so different. <laughs> and it was hysterical because I finally saw her again last September and I messaged her beforehand being like, hey, remember me? I was, I was like 12. And she's going, no way. Holy oh. shit. Saw each other in person again. And I was like, you look different. And she went, yeah, you saw a different nose. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember. Oh, my gosh, that was ages ago then. Yeah, it, it was so Dude. funny because she, she was like she just looked at me and she just said yeah you saw a different nose and I'm like oh my gosh you're hilarious <laughs> <laughs> like a whole oh my god I love her where was that what tattoo yeah. convention was that that was our September London tattoo convention at London I love London tattoo convention I love going yeah I'm really sad about all events being cancelled this year how do you feel about that I'm I was really upset about rambling man I wasn't that upset about download because mm. The, it's the one thing that gets annoying about being a performer is everyone's so competitive to perform and I totally understand it I would love to perform it download it would be a dream mm. but it the stress can get a bit much and with uni and everything this year it was getting like eh. are you in so, your final year um, yeah mm. I, I finished in literally two weeks oh my um, god literally your life can begin (laughs) (laughs) haha but yeah no I mean 
it would be a dream to perform at download I would love it but that stress was beginning to get a little bit too much so I was a bit relieved about download yeah but when it came to rambling man I was gutted because uh, I got off his guest list because he knows um everyone's manager lush and we were side stage and not gonna lie I felt like the shit uh, every, everybody needs that experience at least once in their life honestly I feel so grateful for the experiences I've been gifted because to be able to see a band that you adore right next to them like and feel the music literally like feel it in your body it's unlike anything that else happened, that happened to me in February because basically I um I worked my ass off in, in December working at Natural History Museum I Drink. And awesome. I, yeah, I was working like crazy. And then in the evenings, I'd work at Torture Garden. So you can imagine, I made myself you, so ill. You were so hard. <laughs> and um, I ended up getting enough money together. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Vegas for four days. Oh, fuck and yeah. I went to Vegas for the Tim Burton exhibition. Oh. which was amazing at the Neon Museum. It was great. And that was like a dream to see Tim Burton pieces in right in front of me. It's that, and, that like design kind of stuff. It's like inspiring, isn't it? It's incredible. It's just, where like, did that I, come from? Like, wow. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, it's so rare that I ever get like really starstruck with people because I was, um, I was quite lucky with the school that I went to. It had a lot of celebrities because I went to King Alfred's in Hampstead. But, um, so I was kind of used to all of that stuff, but him and Steven Tyler are just my two idols. And then I got really lucky because Aerosmith's residency was the next day. No way. So I bought a really cheap ticket. I went to the venue and they went, oh, Steven Tyler's cut off your area. You need to go and get a new ticket. <gasps> I was put five rows from the front. Really? What the yeah. fuck, dude? This is like a trance. It was like, here's some nice things. You deserve all of these nice things and yeah. left. Oh my God, that makes me so happy. I started crying and it was so funny. I had this six-year-old dude next to me and we were chatting like crazy and he's looking at me going, dude, you're only like in your 20s. How do you know all these songs? I don't even know all these songs. I'm going, I've been seeing these guys live almost every year since I was eight. My whole life. <laughs> and then Steven Tyler jumped off stage and I actually touched his shoulder and I still want to get a tattoo of him. Really? <laughs> I love and that. Yeah, and I uh, that that was for me. If I could ever get side stage for Aerosmith or something like that, that would be like dream complete for I, me. I love just the the atmosphere. As a performer, you're the same. Like I'm sure we're both drawn to that atmosphere. But it's so nice to watch other people perform so up close. Like seeing mm. people, seeing the way people come alive on stage, the way their face lights up. It's mm. my favorite thing in the whole world. Well, for me as well, it's like. I've always thought, even what, even when I was younger, I've always thought Steven Tyler was the best dressed man in the business. And I've always kind of modeled myself after his aesthetic. Like, people always come to me, they're like, you're not pure Rocky, are you? Or alternative. And I'm like, I'm not. Like, I dress like half rock and roll meat, kind of hippie, gypsy vibe. Yeah. And cowboy vibe. And it's you just got your own vibe going, girl. You got it going. Yeah, like, I love to wear a lot of dreads and things I like that. It. And I and feathers in my hair. And it's always been after Steven Tyler's aesthetic. And when I saw him in person that close, oh, he's the best dressed man in the business. He was wearing like this, it was, all le it was like a leather um, waist jacket with so like cool. a paisley shirt and these long... <gasps> he always does like the, the full matching set. There's something about like having a full three-piece matching set that just on stage, it's just, ah, uh, or in, on camera or something like that. It's just... Mm. 
I'm sure that was a big influence for your fashion too. Yeah, well, for the fashion, actually, what was funny is I was thinking, like, how can I take what I make every day and make it a version that's different for stage? Because I also love kind of even Savannah's vibe and Marie Devilry's vibe, where they do, it's very traditional, but they do it quite dark traditional. Yeah. Um, but that, that whole look doesn't really suit me. So I thought, how can I mix the two? So I've actually, so I'll two seconds oh, I'm, gonna I'm gonna get a sneak peek because no one else is gonna see this <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited I've, I'm planning so many new performance things in this lockdown it's been like the one thing that's pushing me through I've just been brainstorming but I can't wait to actually be able to put any of it in motion fortunately I'm getting a new prop built right now <gasps> oh my god so for those viewers or not viewers listeners that cannot see <laughs> There is some beautifully rhinestone Motley fucking crew platform pleasers. <laughs> Holy shit. Yep. That's sick yep. as fuck. Are they pleasers? They and then you pink. just, you diamonded them? Yeah, they used to be pink. But yeah, I'm going to... You can upcycle anything, right? <laughs> yeah. Just remake this whole look, in fact. Like, it's, it's traditional burlesque. Yeah. But the rhinestones are traditional. The rhinestones are traditional, but it's also because I don't do burlesque. I'm primarily a pole and aerialist, mm. um, and eventually a little bit of fire. But um, yeah, with with this, I feel like doing it that way really does include the rock and roll edge. I really love it. And again, nobody will ever have those. I think the one, yeah. one thing that makes performers stand out is when they really make their own costumes, or at least they commission custom costumes because. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody can wear the same studded bra and the same pentagram harness. But when you've put your time into making... I remember one of my first favorite pieces I made was a Pokeball bra. I like rhinestone oh, nice. Pokeballs onto my tits. And I was like, this is revolutionary. No one's ever done this before. And it's, mm. it didn't take that long. But it, I found it so therapeutic, putting all the rhinestones on, like planning it out. Mm. And I just love it. Yeah, I guess it is upcycling. Yeah. That's another reason why I love like Marie Devilry and I also love um who is it Polyantha. Oh, they yeah. both I love I love how they both pretty much hand make a lot of their stuff. And like she if you look at Polyantha where she got her bed of nails at, she made that whole outfit. She even made the corset. Oh my gosh. And corset patterns are hard. Yeah, like I I was in shock when she told me that and I was like, Oh, it's so talented. That's amazing. <laughs> but, that's, that's like why I perform because it's great because I love performing because it's a form of expression. I really, I'm not into this whole competitive vibe that sometimes happens. I there is that, there is that, but we can avoid that. We don't need that. Yeah, yeah I do it because I love it. And um, why I love is that with it, I can test out fabrics because I can just test them on myself while I'm wearing them. Perfect. I can, yeah, come out with this new designs and everything. And what's nice is like, I do it for me, but also with, when it comes to the pictures, I can show people the clothing in action, Literally which is what, what I love. What it looks like on stage. And also you can yeah. trial it. You know, as a performer, what works and what doesn't. Like, is this going to catch when I try and take it off and stuff like that? Yeah. Like I've always, what I want to do with the, with the line is primarily come out with hot pants, bustiers, two mm. pieces, body yeah. suits, because those are by far my favorite things to make um but also pole dancers and like podium dancers primarily can wear them and also even with the upcycled leather pieces that means um fire performers can wear them 
and yep. so I've always wanted to make clothing for performers and what I'm going to do is with the custom wear that's going to be all the big stuff like the jackets and the trousers so yeah. if bands want to, yeah so if fans want to message me being like oh we but we want full clothing we don't just want to wear underwear and <laughs> then yeah I can hand make that but that's all going to be custom so you've got my full attention that's amazing. I think it really adds to an act if somebody's developing an act, if you have like a full set. So you could have the panties and everything, but then like a jacket to have to strip off on stage or something. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of thing that you would think about because you do both mm -hmm. things. That's so cool. Well, I'm, what I'm really excited about is, is I've been developing um, Uncle, uh, an Uncle Tom's Cabin act and it's pole act. And the whole outfit that I'm currently making, it's like the proper old Western <gasps> with the chaps and everything, but oh it's got rhinestones on it so badass i have i have some chaps that i got at like a, a sale just like a bring and buy sale for for designers and just performers and stuff and they're my favorite one of my favorite staples of my wardrobe i wear them on stage with anything just cowboy stuff is, yeah. is so fun oh i can't wait to see that tell me more about your pole dancing because i've recently got back into it yay well um <laughs> oh my goodness when um when we've got my new one of my new places up i'm actually buying some poles so you have to come around Yes. And we will pull down. We will but, um, Yes. But no, with the, um, I've been pole dancing actually for two years. And um, it's so funny because I trained as a ballerina and then I changed to contemporary dancer. And then my dad. Yeah, he stopped all of my lessons without telling me. And so from 18 to 20 I couldn't afford my classes Ugh. and it was awful it was yeah. a horrible time and so I picked up yoga so because the classes were because um, my mum was trying to be a yoga teacher so ah. I was able to make classes cheaper um but then all of a sudden my yoga teacher who actually is for everyone on Instagram mellow forest yoga or mellow forest pole she was a pole addict and she was like come to my pole dance classes also if you sign up to the year one my year one's cheaper so, <laughs> so I was like okay let me see how it is one class addicted for two years so um, it's great isn't it yeah contest polls you probably know her actually Emily Bradley contest poll oh I have heard her name yeah she's my pole teacher and she has been now for the last two years and she's absolutely phenomenal I love her to bits and yeah. I, think, uh, I think she performed at an event that I was at I think it, it was a, a colder pole as you said the studio no contour pole oh maybe I don't know her but it sounds amazing she, um, she performed at the last thing city oh I wasn't there I never I always miss this in cities I don't go to I don't go to the electric ballroom anymore but that's a long story <laughs> for another time <laughs> <laughs> no I um yeah, I was only there for literally five minutes because someone was supposed to stay around at mine after performing because they lived in Kent and they oh. ended up not. So I was like, shit. Oh, I'm yeah, like. <laughs> oh, no, I, I barely, I only really go to clubs now if I'm performing. And as soon as I wasn't performing, I was just there to help a mate. And then I was like, crap, I've wasted money coming in here. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Once you start working in clubs, I find it so hard to go back to kind of just hanging out there because I just, I feel. Mm. I feel like I'm working all the time. <laughs> I mean, the only time me and my boyfriend really now will act as punters is if, for example, like what we love to do is we love to go to Grindhouse in Newcastle. Oh, I and like even it there. The time, 
yeah even though most of the time I'm performing and I'm like podium dancing it's still kind of like a bit more of a let loose atmosphere so um so That's yeah right. it's only really when we're out of London that we're able to let loose a little bit but I'm so strict like if I know I'm performing I will never um I will never drink after <laughs> i I can actually, I can say this on podcast because it's tell so me, Tell me, tell me. I love a funny story, please. It, this, to everyone who will be listening, this is a learning curve. I do not do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> My first ever performance yes. was at Grand House and it was great. They were like, oh, I see you're doing poll because I know Jamie and Warren, you ran it. And I was like, yeah, I really want to really start performing again because I'm making performance clothing get down to Newcastle it was great having so much fun and then Daryl was like to me that Daryl's my boyfriend Daryl Bestwood on Instagram um <laughs> he um Daryl was like hey let's go to the alchemy which is this place where they do all of these um it's like bubble it's bubble, pipes. Pipes, bubble is it underground it no it's in the mall in oh, Newcastle it's a monument oh yeah um, I love I love Newcastle you know I love it there yeah I love it it's so fun but oh Hello, Gizzy Bean. Hey, Kitty. Um, but yeah, it was so funny because um, I was like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. We'll go and go, go for a drink. And he didn't tell me that the drink he got me, because I just thought it looked cool. He didn't <laughs> tell me that it had, it had like four shots of vodka. No. Yeah. And so, yeah, but I'm tiny. Yeah. As well. And because I so rarely drink nowadays, because um, my partying days are really kind of gone. Mm. Um, I'm the world's biggest lightweight, so I was already kind of a little bit like, so, so I go, Daryl, why don't we go to McDonald's or something and just try and sober me up a bit dancing. <laughs> and and um, so we, we have like these two rounds of massive fries, and then we finally go to Grindhouse, and then the dancers at Grindhouse, there's drinks backstage. Oh no. So you're yeah. like, well. Well, we were just kind of like, you know what, it's our anniversary, let's let loose. And I had a couple of beers and they were like, Brooke, your song's done and it kicks up my heart by Motley Crue. Yeah. And ran on stage, start, start pole dancing. And I wasn't that great at the time. I tried to do a little trick and all of a sudden I was like, oh crap. Oh no. Ran off stage halfway through and had to throw up. <gasps> ran, and I was like, I'm not going to miss the song. Ran back on stage, finished the song, <laughs> ran back off stage. And threw up again. Oh, oh no! Came back off, and Dad was like, "Look, are you okay? Do you do you want like another beer or something?" And I'm going, "No, I want water." And it was so funny because we were both like, "Okay, we're not drinking the rest of the evening." Then finally, yeah. I'm I'm sitting there trying to let my belly calm down. You're like spun, literally spun. Yeah, but then Ragdoll by Aerosmith comes on, and I'm going, "Oh shit!" I love it. And Jamie's like, "I put this in drink," and I'm going. Yeah, one of my favorite songs. I go out there and I try performing again, but you can just see. I've got these old videos. You can see in my face that it's like, oh crap, she's, like, she's oh. just thrown up. <laughs> You've got like the kind of like queasiness. You're like, well, well, well here it comes. Like, oh, if you look at Kayla no. Momsen's old videos of when she nearly threw up on stage, I look identical to that. I've never <laughs> was, seen them, but I'm gonna go and Google them right now. <laughs> they are, it's quite funny, and then. Yes. I, I literally looked at Daryl last and I was like, hey, that's rock and roll for you. At least so I carry rock and roll. That. Honestly, if, if everyone, any single person that has a performance, it performs, has a story. My favorite one is that I went away on, on tour and on my first night on tour, my first night, 
Um, I joined them in, in Denver and Colorado and I slipped off the front of the stage straight into the lap of this lovely gentleman that was in a wheelchair in the front row. And he says it was the best day of his life, but I was so scared that I'd like need him in the face or something. Cause I was, I was holding my baseball bat for Harlequin. I was like, did I just, did I just crack you in the nose or something? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. So I'm so glad that everyone has got a crazy story and what a way to end this beautiful episode. Brooke, thank you so much for talking to me. I've had such a lovely time. Thank you. I've had such a great time too. But yeah, for everyone who's, who will be listening, it's yes. Wildside Custom on Instagram, wildsidecustom.bigcartels.com for all the clothing, everything performing and animal activists. And then releasing the same time as this podcast, vibrant underscore love the blog where you will be able to see a ton of um discount codes and everything that will be released for all of these new sex toys so yeah <laughs> amazing brooke you're such an amazing eclectic like multifaceted i say multifaceted to all of my guests because i literally i don't know why i speak to you guys expecting you to have like one or two interesting things and you're just the most interesting people ever so thank you so much <laughs> for sharing the inside of your brain with me Thank you for for asking and everything, but um, but yeah, I, I find it quite funny when you say that, considering the amount of jobs you do. You do so much. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? What the fuck? Like, how many jobs do you have? I have so many jobs. I have. I feel like some of my jobs have just spawned new jobs as well. I'm like, oh well, now I do this as well. I'm now a video editor, I guess. Oh, yeah exhausting like i was saying earlier about your your brand or all the photography people don't realize how much goes into it so honestly the yeah. hard work it's like people yeah it's like with shelly she she i remember shelly once saying it's impossible to, to, for her to have one job because she's got like five <laughs> i like that though i find it more interesting don't you think oh yeah like it, it can get a bit confusing at times but it, it, it's one of those things where if you're creative you can't really help it That's you've got it. so many things going on like um, one day I'll be painting, the next day I'll be making clothes, the next day drawing, the next day doing photography, the next day performing, the, the next day going my pitch, you know? Yeah, exactly. I love it. I feel like it just, it just brings variety and spice to life and that's my favourite thing ever. Brooke, you're a fucking awesome legend. Thank you so much for joining me. What are you doing for the rest of your afternoon? Like, what's your plan? What are you chilling? I am going to be sitting outside with my two gingers. I'm Ooh. going to be finishing uni work because I'm now... Um, doing what my therapist told me, which is taking an hour out to do other work and then doing an hour of uni work so I can kind of keep up with it while keeping my mind clear. Seeing it outside, going to get some water. And then, yeah, I just have to finish that, prioritise that. And then I actually have a house to pack up. Oh my <laughs> gosh, of course. I forgot. It was right at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> Damn, dude. Well, good fucking luck. All my best Thank wishes you. to you. Let's hope we can find removal men. Oh my god, <laughs> moving in a pandemic, I do not envy you, girl. I do not envy you. I but, know, it's like this couldn't have happened last year, even. I know it's halfway through the degree, but it still would have been. At least it would have been not in the middle of this absolute global madness. Like, fuck me. Yeah. Who knows what's going on right now? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, right, but- Queen. Thank you so much. Love, love, love you. Take care, Love you. Bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 